This Week at Windsor. Thanks for joining us for another edition. Dr. J, good evening. Good evening. How are you, Arden? I'm feeling pretty good, given that we only made one listener cry this week. Just one? Yeah, a little Tilly. Oh. Yeah, she listened to the podcast, could not stop crying. I mean, she's only like six days old or something. I thought it was all your haters after your boasting in ping pong. No, I didn't even go to the ping pong. After all that, you didn't even show up. I left it to the young adults. Let them do their thing. Congrats to, I think it's Kyle Ryan. I think he won. We've got a busy show tonight. We do have a busy show tonight, and we'll we'll try to uh, bring on somebody who might soothe Tilly. So maybe Tilly needs to give us another go, yeah. because I, I hear we have a guest coming on who has a very soft, classy, excellent voice. With none other than the world-famous Teresa Johnson. Good evening. Good evening. I was just hearing how famous you are back in the UK. <laughs> No, I'm just embarrassed. Doing all the doing all the announcements for the sports stadiums. Yes, I I, I used to work within the concert and exhibition industry, and um, and I was there from when it first opened, and there weren't many people in the building, and they asked me to record commencements. So yes, um, in the days of the gladiators being filmed in in Birmingham, where they've um, just had the Commonwealth Games, all very exciting. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. And now you're organising things like our jamboree. Yes, I feel that um, God gives you talents and they've, um, I've had a lifelong um, experience of organising events and when I came to WDBC it just naturally evolved. So I'm very grateful and, and very blessed to have the opportunity to organise a few things for the church. Okay, so when's it on? It's on Saturday the 3rd of September. It starts at 5pm. And we'll run through till nine o'clock. There'll be an hour and a half of um, eating and refreshments and chatting and um, playing and um, lots of things happening with the photo booths and face painting, which I'll go into more detail with. And then the band. The band. The band. So we are truly blessed to have Swamp Dorkings return to us. They are um, Australia's best bush band. And apparently they are Australia's best bush band and American roadhouse country band. Right. I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> I'm still getting over this bizarre sort of mix of talking about country dancing and listening to your accent at the same time. <laughs> Talking well, bush dancing with the Queen of England. Well, if, if, if you were there on Sunday, I had a Christmas hat on doing the whole thing, so how I linked that together to the jamboree is, <laughs> is equally strange, but hey-ho. So Swamp Dorkings are a four-piece band, um, truly amazing musicians. Um, there will be electric and acoustic guitar as well as fiddlers, great um, vocals. They just bring to life the traditional bush dance with mixed called um, dances and a wide selection of Australian and American music. The theme is cowboys and cowgirls. Right, so we need to dress up? You need to dress up because there's a competition. There was a competition uh, in 2019 at the last jamboree. And we have categories for children and adults for the best, best. Yeah. Who won last time? Does anyone remember who won last time? John Camp was the, um, was the male, and I think it was Denise Nixon was the okay. female. Yeah. And then for the children, I think it was Judith Leal's granddaughter, Ivy, 
and it might have been one of the Hoffman children. Was it Josh? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Josh. And it was just such great fun. Everybody got into the spirit of things. We had an amazing photo booth area with bales of hay and um, an empty photo frame that people could pick up and stand inside with their hats oh, and yeah. their, yep. their props and whatever they had. And uh, we're truly blessed with Denise Nixon, who took photographs all night and then did copies of those afterwards for everybody. And whether they wanted that digitally or printed, she took the time and trouble to do that. So we'll be running that again this year because it was just so much fun um, for a gold coin donation. Yeah, cool. Is it now? Are we talking just for church folks, or church folks and friends, or are we actually marketing this outside the church as well? It's for church folk, um, the church family, firstly, to be united and to be together and to have fellowship and have some have some uplifting fun. Um, but it's it is for our church family to extend that in invitation to family or friends or neighbours or anybody they would like to introduce to WDBC and get their first foot in the door to see who we all are and what we're about. So it's not being advertised to the public, but it is open to them. And how much do we need to pay? There was some confusion in last week's podcast as to what the cost would be. You would think someone like the head pastor would know these things. Well, I'm not supposed to know that much about money, so... <laughs> But you can also tell us how to get tickets as well, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. So tickets are available through the Church Centre app. So if you've downloaded that, you can just click on it and the, all the details are there and it will take you through to a booking system where the range of tickets are available and it is on the WDBC um, site as well. The adult tickets are $25.00 and that includes entry to the dance and a barbecue meal and a drink. There are concession tickets for students and seniors and they are $20 each. And then we have a family ticket which is $65 to include mum and dad and all children under the age of 15. You can then let us know if there's any dietary requirements that you have. Also, there is an opportunity to pay forward um, so if anybody would like to make a donation so that we can facilitate ensuring um, everybody is able to come who wants to come. Before you go, can you read us a bedtime story? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sitting comfortably? Then we will begin. <laughs> Without a doubt. The I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I don't even want to open my mouth. My American accent sounds horrible. <laughs> I feel abyss for not getting the good crockery out. Does England have an equivalent of a bush dance? Yeah, we have bush dances, um, barn dances we would call them um, in England, and they would be in a barn with hay and a hoedown and a hee-haw, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. One point of order. We don't say hee-haw in America. We say yee-haw. Yee-haw. I, I, did, I did note that. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Is there a lot of that going on in LA where you're from? Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> it will be so much fun. And yeah. I just remember from the last event, a couple of points very quickly. Nobody wanted to go home. Um, we had to ask the band to stay and play a bit longer, which they gladly obliged. 
everybody took part. Two very um, beautiful friends of mine came who were in their late 80s and they sat tapping their feet all night, had wonderful um, food and chats with people and um, for face painting they had their arms painted oh, so it's like tattoos yeah. up there well, it was beautiful paintings because it was Sammy Bolas <laughs> and she's amazing um, so they just had the best time ever from their two seats so I encourage everybody to attend all right well thank you for bringing a little bit of class to this week at Windsor <laughs> finally <laughs> Teresa Johnson there telling us all about the Jamboree it's coming up jump onto the church website for more info or through the church app I thought it'd be good to bring up a recent topic in the news. ScoMo's in the news, and we brought in Pastor Chris, our executive pastor. I thought maybe you guys could tell me a bit about why is this in the news, and what what am I listening for? Yeah, I suppose, I guess as an American, Jonathan's probably used to, you know, the stuff that comes out of politics. That's right, yeah. yeah that, that certain <laughs> Orange-haired person. person. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose from an Australian point of view, we there's just something within us that just hates people ripping us off and lying. Yeah, that's right. And I think that whole transparency thing that this was secret is what seems to be getting a lot of people up in arms, isn't it? For folks that ha that might not have their heads wrapped around the story, do you just want to give us sort of a brief rundown of what's happened with ScoMo over the past week or so? Yeah, sure. So in the last probably 48 hours, it's come to light that during the COVID pandemic, he had himself sworn in as an alternate minister for several different government departments, uh, health, uh, I think finance, a couple of others, but the health and finance ones apparently were the big ones. Labor are up in arms about this, you know, that he's running a tin pot dictatorship. Um, and ScoMo's come on to 2GB this morning to explain himself and put a long post on Facebook about how he was just taking precautions because it was an unprecedented sort of situation in the pandemic. Boris Johnson almost died and they're thinking, you know, Peter Dutton was off with COVID and they're thinking what happens if people come down and, you know, who are in ministerial positions. You know, his point of view is this is all fair and reasonable and good precaution to take and it wasn't actually used except that in one instance it was used but he's saying that's totally different circumstance but a lot of people are saying well you know why didn't anyone know about it why was it kept secret you know and i guess if something's kept secret then they start to say well what else did you keep secret was it legal what he did i'm assuming since they let him be sworn in there was some sort of precedent for him apparently he got advice from the governor general about it he was sworn in by the governor general so i presume it's legal i don't know i'm not a constitutional expert <laughs> Either way, just a real shame, I think, from a from a leader as our national leader. We had a Christian in the in the top spot, never sort of hid his faith, was always very vocal about his faith, mm. um, and now we sort of kind of see this sort of stuff coming out. It's, it's just a real shame. It makes him look bad, and and probably in the eyes of the public, most of us as well. Yeah, I think there's certainly that element that you know people then start to question. Well, what else did you know? Did he do that he didn't tell us about? I think for me, it raises the question of. Christians in power and the, you know, from the Crusades on, pretty much since the Crusades happened, anytime a Christian aspires to some sort of government leadership, those things are viewed at uh, with some level of toxicity. But I wonder if, if you can talk through how you think the church is perceived in Australia 
uh, in terms of the church's involvement with politics. I, I'm an outsider to this conversation. Obviously, in my nation, there's this whole fusion going on between Christianity and nationalism. But uh, as someone who's outside of this culture, how would you say Christians and political structures in Australia, have they... Has there been a fusion there? Have they been mostly separate? How would you initiate somebody in my circumstance? I would say in our culture, there's a, a much greater divide there. We don't have that Christian nationalism that we're seeing in the US no. now. People here may or may not vote for someone because of their beliefs. I don't see that the fanaticism here that we that you might see in the US. No, I think you're right, Arden. And I think there's a, a greater you know, sense of people that offer themselves for for service are doing so in their right as a person rather than necessarily representing you know a, a church or a religious movement or something like that i got a question for you arden yes sir we were just donated a bus can you give me any memory of yours on a bus? What's like the first thing that comes to mind, a memory of yours from the bus? First thing that comes to mind? <laughs> Driving to Sydney for some youth concert. Yep. Hitting the M4, spew all over the floor. Oh. Bus pulls over to, and it just kind of all just ran down <laughs> to the front. To the, I was at the back and it ran down to the front under all the seats, past all the shoes. Oh, man. Yeah, amazing. Every bus memory I have is spew. <clears throat> They're all the same. But that's kind of poor bus etiquette. I feel like if you're riding a bus, you need to either bring a bag if you know you're motion sick, or you need to have that sort of pre-gag warning. Like, yep. I'm not feeling well. Don't yep. try to ride it out. Just notify somebody. Say, hey, it's about to get ugly in here. Yep. Everyone shut your eyes. Yep. But I wanted to ask you about buses because we are looking for bus drivers. So I guess this rules you out, perhaps. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. But uh, no, it's a great ministry, and uh, we just want to throw it out there. If anyone is interested or knows somebody who's interested in driving a bus, uh, we have a need on Sunday mornings to help pick people up as well as to help with youth. Uh, so there'll be training. There'll be uh, all sorts of information that we can make available to you, but we'd love to get uh, some people behind the wheel so we can get that bus run happening. It, it, and it's not like a massive bus. It's like, what, 20, 30 people? Right? Yeah, I think, we, I think it's about 20, 23, something like that. Yeah, it's not, it's not one of those huge ones. So if you've driven like an SUV or whatever, you're halfway there. Half, yeah, half, <laughs> half is a good, so that's a good approximation. Yeah. Now we're carting all these kids around for youth. Mm. We could also use some more leaders. Absolutely, yep. Uh, it's a great thing. We got a lot of people interested in our program on Friday nights. There's also activities other times during the week. And it's a great opportunity for people to give back uh, to the next generation. So much of our faith is caught rather than taught. And so we're just looking for uh, responsible people with a heart to love, love the youth of the next generation. Cool. Well, another successful, I would say, show. I think so. Yeah, it was great to hear from Teresa. Really encourage people to come out for the Jamboree. Uh, it's just so much, so much fun. And it's always good to get Pastor Chris in on a conversation. He's a man full of wisdom in the spirit and is able to, yeah, really speak informatively and formatively about conversations and current affairs. Well, thank you, sir. We shall do it all again next week. Thank you, Arden. Be safe. Mm -hmm.